0: Support for 100 Watts and a Wire is brought to you by 100WattsAndAWire.com. To subscribe to the show, simply click the RSS feed found under each episode. While you're there, apply for your free 100 Watts ID and learn how you can help make 100 Watts and a Wire listener-supported. Click the Donate page and pick the option that works best for you. That's 100WattsAndAWire.com. And ICOM. Communication has never been so fun than with ICOM. From D Star to SDR, ICOM uses the most advanced technology in their radios. And now from Grid Square Echo Mike 48, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. Uh, yes, sir. Well, hello to you. It's Christian Kilo Zero Sierra Tango Hotel. Fresh off a DX weekend. Boy, it was hot and heavy. All the way from Thursday through Sunday. Hot DX. Call 1 800 Hot DXXXX. I got to tell you, my ears are fatigued. Just. All that mumbo-jumbo, when I say mumbo-jumbo, it came out first because I I couldn't elegantly get to all those stations working so closely together create a sound that after you listen to it for so long, it's just at least me, ear fatigue. I just just had to turn it off, man, that's it. But, you know, that said, it was probably... Oh, just 30 minutes left in the contest when I had to dip out. I had to go somewhere and just hear a conversation in the normal static. Stations are working so closely together during the contest. And it's so exciting because if you're chasing that DXCC, I mean, you're looking to get 100 countries. This is a time where you could do it. You could do it. You may not do it in all one sitting now. But you could really add to your totals by participating in this contest. And participating in the contest does not mean you're a contester. It just means you're participating. You're going out there and you're racking up some of these great countries that you didn't have before. Maybe you needed Aruba. Jamaica. Jamaica. Mm, don't let me go into that don't let me do it it's wrong there's a part of my brain that's like go ahead and give them the Beach Boys song it's just wrong it's just wrong I saw it coming and I felt it coming and I was like do it, do it, do it you can do it, do it do it don't do it and then confess that you were gonna do it you don't wanna be up in here too long in this brain Some interesting DX, though, Um, they started getting on the air on Thursdays, on Thursday. And you can really work some DX, man, and you can do it on low power, too. You can. You can do it because it's out there and you just have to be smart when you call, you know? Maybe you don't want to be in that pileup if you're just doing 100 watts or you're doing 5 watts or 1 watt waited out dial around that's what i was doing and i'd hear somebody parking and barking and i pounced boom on thursday and friday these stations some of them go to different places like the caribbean so you may have an american station traveling to aruba or wherever and setting up a station and they have a team there and that's where they're going to operate from uh, from even And a lot of those locations are, one, it's beautiful there. Two, it's strategic, the positioning of where that place is, that entity is, where it is. What could they do more with propagation from that spot? There's some serious business contesters out there. I used to like it a lot for my DXCC. I used to poke around. I still do look for those uh, entities that I don't have. And I try to get them. Now it's like, all right, I've got a little, I got a hundred watt radio in my truck, which presents its own challenges. It's got its own thing. If I'm near a power line, forget it. If I'm in the open, maybe, you never know, give it a shot. And I do. And also I'm starting to drift toward, I don't know if I'll ever be a true QRP guy. You know, 5 watts to me is really exciting, and I'd get it if I could do code, right? Yeah, I'm a no-code ham. I have interest in it, but, you know, what was asked of me didn't require that I learn the code enough to be proficient and pass the test. I studied and passed what was asked of me. But however, doing 5 watts, 1 watt on CW, that's pretty cool, man. You can hit a far-off place. And the code will get you to different places. A little bit easier than phone. Don't get me wrong, the code is sexy. It is sexy and it's on my list. I hope I get to it. I, I started learning the code the wrong way. Where I was learning how to send it only. So I, I learned 13 letters or so. And I was like, wait a minute. What does it sound like on well, the receive? I had to start over. Anywho, although I may never become, I'll never say never. I did, didn't I? Right now, my interest is not being a 5-watt station somewhere, QRP, trying to reach DX. You know, that's not my interest. Although, 60 watts, 50 watts, 40 watts, that's interesting to me. And what I did on Sunday is, I figured, look, you're kind of seeing the same stations. They're, you know, they're parking and barking. Every now and again, I'd see one that would come up and maybe I didn't have it. There were a couple I felt like, you know, maybe you'll never get the first one confirmed. Let's try again. Let's be a little redundant. I'm cool with redundancy. So I tried them. Trying to remember what it was. One was Alaska, right? I know I have an Alaskan contact, but, you know, I don't know that it was ever confirmed. One was Japan. Just because it was there, and I thought, you know what? The uh, There's not a huge pileup. There's more Japanese operators on right now. Let me just do it, you know. And I probably would do this with a few others. New Zealand, that kind of thing. Sunday rolls around and you know I've got this trip coming up to Florida in about oh, 12 days or so. A couple weeks from now, I'll be in Florida. We'll be going to Disney and then to the beach and I thought, you know what, I'm going to take this mag loop. It's low power. It's a chameleon pea loop and I'm thinking, well look man, let's try it out. I love the way that it breaks down. It's really solid. It's a cool antenna, but I haven't tested it. I've done a little bit of stateside stuff a week or so ago with the North Carolina QSO party. A couple of stations there. And I may have mentioned this before in the past 139 episodes. When con- uh, contests come around, your boy is looking to see what the antennas will do. I'm not so much into raking up my numbers or seeing how many I can get or, or have any kind of you know, semblance of an idea of what I want to do beyond. Let me see if I can make this contact with this antenna right now. See what I did there, Neil Rapp. That's a bit of an inside joke there. If you listen to Neil Rapp, host, amateur radio newsline, it's a thing now because he kicks off the show with the the words they give you, and it concludes with, "Comes your way." Right now. Got off the path there, Neil. Right now. Definitely got a lot of old WWF professional wrestling going on in his delivery there, and it's kind of an inside joke. But if you listen closely, you'll hear it. Anywho, I go out on Sunday, and I'm thinking, I'm going to set this up because I need to practice anyway. And Chameleon has a great line of products let's just start there I dig what they're doing they also have this spike you can put in the ground I was thinking maybe in the sand this would work if I go to the beach and I set up this little loop I don't have to have this huge tripod just set it on a spike it's got an adapter put it in a spike you could do sort of like an NFED or whatever the spike is cool goes right into the ground about 18 inches you can put it in if you like Jumped out there, set it up in the yard. Just went out in the yard. It was a beautiful day, sunny. And I'm spinning around on 20 meters. Uh, 40 meters was just kind of like a, I don't know, it just sounded a little different to me yesterday. But 20 meters, of course, was just jam-packed with DX. And I thought, all right. And there were some stations I was just never, ever going to be, you know. If I went inside and dumped a gallon on it, then maybe. But outside, you know. This P-loop, the system that Chameleon has created, has this little thing that attaches next to the coax. Some people have called it or compared it to a hockey puck. Anyway, it's this magic circle. I like to call it the magic circle, which takes it from lower watts up to 60 watts of power out. I thought, 60 watts? I'm trying it. Again, I don't know that I'm ready for five watts, you know, at the moment. It's just, I get it. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with you loving it. And I love the QRP guys out there doing it. I get it. I totally get it. For me, I'm like, I'm just not quite there yet. 60 watts spinning around. A lot of stations calling. I mean, it was busy, busy, busy. Up pops. Tango Mike Zero Tango. Didn't even know where it was, but he was calling. He was just calling. Nobody was coming back. I'm like, all right, let me tune this thing up. And I got him. I got him. It was crazy. 4,128 miles, 60 watts on a little mag loop antenna in the yard. Puts wind in your sails, doesn't it? does for me. Last week, I was uh, stretching hard to get to North Carolina. I'm like, all right. And there were several stations, don't get me wrong, several stations that could not hear me. They could not hear me. And I'm trying to turn the loop a little bit just to see where the signal goes up. Testing, playing around. This is what I do during the contest. But look, when you hit France, I didn't even know I hit France. I did not know and did not recognize... Tango Mike Zero Tango as a French entity. I thought maybe I was hitting the Caribbean. Didn't know. Call signs in France, you know. If it was like an F4 or something like that, then I would have been like, okay, I think that's France. Would have still tried, whatever. Didn't recognize it right away. Spinning around, here's another fella calling. Lots of CQ, lots of CQ. India Kilo 4 United X-Ray Bravo, Italy, 4,943 miles away from my place, 60 watts. And I know many of you are thinking, look, man, I've done crazy stuff on 5 watts, 10 watts, lower watts than you're talking about. But last week, not knowing so much about this antenna, just getting to North Carolina was cool. Yesterday, getting to Italy blew my mind. It blew my mind, and it's the magic of this great hobby and service is to try some stuff you never know. I'll give you a hint, though, on those DX contest weekends. Look for those stations that have been calling CQ at least a couple of times because they've been worked. They're listening for stations, and on a Sunday when the contest is winding down, You're more inclined to get a comeback. You're more inclined to have some station. You know, they're going to take all the big ones they can hear quickly. They're going to work all the stronger stations first in a contest. It's what their goal is to work as many as they can. Now, naturally, he gave me a 5-9 signal. I remember having to give my call at least a couple of times, right, for both. So I know I wasn't a true 5-9. But for his logbook and to serve the needs of his contest... 5'9", Missouri. But we did it. We made that trip and we found out that antenna on that given day under those conditions could get me 4,943 miles from my home in Missouri. I had a blast. I had a blast. And you know what? After the first one, I was like, I can go in now. I can just pack it up and go back in. It was a nice enough day I was sitting out in the sun listening to the radio but you know I could have packed it in just the same and went inside what a thrill I hope you did catch some of those entities that you needed I hope you had fun in the contest if you were getting the numbers and if you were in the contest to win it I hope you won I did I hope you won I hope I gave you a contact that put you over the top either way That weekend is always fun because it tests the antennas for what that antenna will do on that given day. We'll pause here, pump the brakes, come back and talk about the big elephant in the room next on 100 Watts and a Wire. From the summit to the shack, this is 100 Watts and a Wire. The SDR you have asked for is here. ICOM's new 7610 is a high-performance RMDR with the ability to pick out the faintest of signals even in the presence of stronger adjacent signals. The new ICOM IC7610 is a direct sampling software-defined radio that's SDR that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has an RF direct sampling system, 110 dB RMDR, an independent dual receiver, and dual digi-select. And whether you're looking to enter into the world of D-Star or need a backup D-Star portable for your go kit, the ID31A Plus is the perfect radio. It's easy to operate. The ID31A Plus is available in silver, red, or gold. It has worldwide digital communication. You can share pictures and text messages. It is IPX7 waterproof, compact, lightweight, and tough. Visit ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur for more information on all ICOM radios. Nominations are now open for the Amateur Radio Newsline, Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF Young Ham of the Year Award. I'm Don Wilbanks, AE5DW. Since 1986, we've had the honor of celebrating the accomplishments of Youth in Ham Radio when we want to know about your exceptional young ham. You'll find the rules and a nominating form by clicking the YHOTY tab on arnewsline.org. Fill it out, send it in, and we'll see you and an amazing young ham at the Huntsville Alabama Ham Fest in August. Thanks, and 73 from Amateur Radio Newsline. Little pistols and big guns. This is 100 watts and a wire. Well, let's get into this now. The AWRL has asked the FCC to expand HF privileges for technician licensees to include limited phone privileges on 75, 40, and 15 meters, plus RIDI and digital mode privileges on 80, 40, 15, and 10. You know, this is um, probably not as complicated as we make this out to be. Now, I did a, a poll on the Facebook group. We have over 9,000 members there many of which did not participate in this poll. It's a very crude and short sampled poll, just a few days. And I simply asked, one, do you not support a change? I support a change. Or I support some changes. Now, very crude numbers, 152 people who voted said no. I do not support a change 152. The next one is, yes, I support a change. 56 people said, I support a change. I support some changes, 25 people. And five people put limited but with reduced power. So some changes, limited access with reduced power. Pardon me. The crud is hanging out, man. I hear it just stays, you know, just stays around for a while. Feeling better, though. Thanks for everybody who dropped me a line too. one, tell me, you sound bad. You sound terrible, baby. Let me just take a drink of coffee. Go ahead. This is a bit of a conversation. So on this short, brief poll that I put up a couple of days ago, a very small sample, more people said, I do not support a change. I do not support this change. And then some people did. 56 people said, I support a change. And then, you know, some, you know, but basically the package says, "Look, I do not support a change in the way it is right now." And I'm hearing a lot on the radio too. People are hearing about this and they're paying attention. And I have to say, there's a lot of people who do not agree with this, but there's also a lot of people who say, "Look, this is what the kind of thing that ruined amateur radio." Now I'm open to discussions here. Good kind of discussions, let me hear your opinions, that's kind of the thing I am, but I'm not trying to bash the league, I'm not trying to bash you, I'm certainly not trying to get into, oh, a bunch of CBers were let in when they dropped the code, that's why ham radio is the way it is right now, and that's just the accent that came up, it could have been a very sophisticated accent saying, you know, when they drop the code... A whole lot of people came in and it got bad for amateur radio. The AWRL has asked the FCC for this. Let's remember here, friends, that there are over 154,000 members of the ARRL, each probably giving $49.50 bucks per year. Not all. Some people have... Purchased lifetime memberships, you know. So let's just say, though, based on those numbers, 154,000 times 49 bucks per year—that's roughly seven and a half million dollars—that the members of this organization give the AWRL. So let's look at it in another way. What do you? Um, what do you get? What do you get here for your money? For me, I get, uh, well, there's this sort of feeling that I feel that if I need them to defend me and fight for me against the government or the FCC, that they will do that on my behalf. Is that true, though? What I know that I get physically is I get a magazine magazine in the mail each month very technical magazine and one that frankly is a a bit over my head in a lot of categories but I at least get that magazine for my money and they haven't had to fight for me really with the FCC or the government in any other way to this point now because I'm a member I feel that I can talk about this because I am a member I'm a paying member but I do understand, and I hope that other people do understand. This is not a member-driven or led entity. For me, it looks like the ARRL is running like a corporation would run. They have a board of directors. They have territory directors. And frankly, they didn't ask me what I think. Now, there was a survey that I took I guess it was the beginning of last year, that had to do something with this. You know, and it asked some questions, and I remember the changes that I would look at, if any, would be the way to get kids, like little kids, like my daughters interested in. And maybe, you know, I'm a little worried, I know it's been done, people have been five years old, people are, you know, have their whole families are licensed, and it's great, they're young. But for me right now, I don't want to give my seven-year-old a book and say, hey, look, let's study Ohm's Law right now. She's exposed to daddy making a contact with Japan, a ba-bang. And that happened, and that's exciting. Or, hey, I'm talking to someone in Delaware where grandma lives. My fear is that I will scare her away, scare a second grader away with too much. The other side of that, I don't underestimate her understanding, ability to learn, memorize, because she's not out there putting on connectors. So if anything, I would love a a program to help teach the kids and maybe have them in a Elmering program like with dad. And it leads into the tech, which leads to the general I'm okay with if you're a teenager and you want to study and get your license. Cool. I think you I think it's easy enough for someone who is a little bit older to be Elmer mentored and take that test and get it. Get those privileges, earn those privileges. So what I'm saying is I'm cool with the way it is today. I am all right with that. I understand that you know Hundreds of people die every year that were members of the ARRL. They need to cultivate a new base. With hundreds of older school hams respectfully dying each year, their business model is not to listen to us to say, tell us what you want us to do. That's not it, guys. That's not it. That's how, it's not how this works. So if you're paying $49 and you feel that you're getting a vote to direct the ARRL, you are mistaken. However, your money does pay those people to sit in those positions in Connecticut. Most of the directors around the country, I believe, are volunteer, but there are people that work at HQ or Mecca or the mothership who are being paid by our dues. So do you have a voice? I think you do. When I get upset with a politician or I get upset with anything, I, I vote with my money. So if you don't want this to happen, then you can call and you can say, I don't dig this, I don't like this, and I may go away. What you going to do about that? Well, I don't know. They're not going to change the direction, I don't think, but maybe maybe they will because if enough people said, hey, look, man, You're not going to get my money. If you make these decisions like this that I don't believe in, this is with everything. Look, if you put those rotten mushrooms on my pizza, I am never buying another pizza here. You know, same principle. It's a business. It's a business, guys. Don't think because you give them money, this is being led by the members. It is not I think they gave us a gesture when they said, hey, here's a survey. What do you think? My survey said, hey, I'd like to be able to bring my seven-year-old, then six-year-old into amateur radio and cultivate her interest in this with maybe a program for kids. And, you know, I know they exist in schools, and but I'm not there. There's nothing where I am that exists right now to help my kid get licensed beside me. Everybody works. Is there a program that can Elmer, her, you know, I'm going to dig into this on my own, a study, maybe some study, maybe some whatever it is. That's what I said I would like to see. Somebody help me get my kid licensed in a way that just isn't talking about Ohm's Law and frequency. and You know what I mean? Just let's, let's develop a way there. Maybe. However, when you get to a certain age, I believe that technician license is easy enough to pass as it is. I believe the privileges are cool where it is. There's a lot of digital modes. There's a lot of things you can do. And it's a bigger conversation than this. Ask my opinion. I'd say leave it as it is now. And I understand why the ARRL would be looking to regenerate and cultivate a new audience of younger people. I think what they have is a lot of people are getting licensed as technicians but not making the move to general, which gets you on HF, which keeps you in the game, which keeps you around, it keeps you interested. People get licensed and maybe people are falling off. So between the people who are dying Silent Keys, who have been in the game for a long time, lifetime members, every year they pay a little bit of something, maybe. There's also hope with a lot of people coming in. New technicians are getting licensed, but are they making that transition to generals? Must be a gap there. I'm no detective, but I know business a little bit. If they're not moving over to become generals, then they're not getting into HF and you didn't set the hook. You kind of got a nibble. You got a nibble. Did you set the hook? So that's where I am on this. You're a little bit between I give them money every year to represent me and this is not what I feel represents the best interest of the amateur radio community. That part doesn't matter, see. They may care about what you think enough for you to stay on and continue paying, but this is not the system, guys. It's not like they're saying, look, this is a member-driven thing. So if a if more people say, say this is not good, we won't do it. So if more people think it's not good, but it's better for business, they're going to do it. So are they operating in your interest when you look at I want them to fight for me. I want them to fight against the FCC. If the FCC try to take away my privileges, I'm paying them to fight me. Are they? Or are they doing things that benefit the business model? It's complicated, man. I'm not anti-league at all. I have been a member since I was licensed in 2012. Staying a member gives me a voice to you. I can voice this opinion because they're not asking me, hey, look, see, child, hey, now, let me see, kilo zero, Sierra Tango Hotel. Can you tell me what you think? Because what you think matters. And we consider you an influencer. And we want to know what you think because we're thinking about doing this because. And that because is... They need more people sticking around longer to improve that membership base. They don't necessarily want the base to lead the carriage. They want the base, need the base. Where's your voice? Oh, Lord. Oh. And so it was. The FCC, I guess, will listen. The FCC will decide if that's something they want to do. I think it's a hobby and a service that needs to evolve and do a little bit too. So, I mean, you know, I like the test the way it is. I like the privileges the way they are right now. Uh, You kind of learn and earn and go as you go. I like that. On the front side right now, I think more about I'd like to be able to teach my kid without freaking my kid out over some test, you know, And that's where I am. Leave everything else alone and uh, help me get her licensed. And my little one behind her, if she's interested. The exposure is what's really important for my kid. She sees it's cool. She'll look over at me and hear somebody calling CQ, and she'll be like, Daddy, can you get him? And I'm like, you know, any other day. Yeah, I can get him. You want me to get him? All right. And she thinks it's cool. I put out a call, and they come back to me. She'll look over at me like, all right. He came back to you, Daddy. So those parts of kind of cultivating the young and bringing them in is great. That's the exposure and the Elmering I'm looking for. The general test for everything else technician, general, extra. I'm cool with the way it is right now. Right now, I think about if my little one really shows enough interest, I don't want to have to wait around till she's kind of capable of, you know. Then you get heat for memorizing stuff. How else would a seven-year-old really, you know, pass this test, a six- and seven-year-old, without memorizing some of it? Then you're hit over the head. About, you can't win. You can't win. Let me just stop talking about it there. That's my opinion of it. Uh, I'm cool with the league. I understand what the league does. I'm not sure that other people really do. I think that people pay their money and expect a certain result and a certain representation in their best interest, the member's best interest. Any corporation can spin something to say that it's in your best interest or the best interest of the hobby. Frankly, I think the league has struggled over the last year. I think they have struggled. This thing is not going to be good for them. Perception is that, you know, you're going to open the floodgates. People aren't proving they're not learning that you're getting away from the hobby. This is perception. Will it affect the bottom line? Probably. And it'll probably, you know, it's a risk. The first red flag for me was Puerto Rico. And again, I'm still going to talk to people about this. Uh, because I thought it was a marketing tool. It seemed a little desperate to me, and it was not true. This force of 50 came off like a, a marketing tool, a photo op, perhaps an opportunity to write books, sell books, a business decision. I've been in commercial radio long enough to know when I see a stunt They want to bury me alive in Philadelphia. I had one joker when I was successful and doing well in Philadelphia said, Look, man, what if we bury you alive? And I remember the look on my face. I've also been asked to change my name before to suit some kind of world event. That's a different story. I'll tell you about that in Xenia as we get a pint together. But for now... The Force of 50 was a marketing stunt. It was an opportunity to look like they were heroes. And if this comes off as league and I'm sorry, but I paid my money. I paid my money. If I stop paying my money and my membership, I'll stop talking about what the league does. Right now, I paid my money. I'm going to tell you, I ain't like that as much. I ain't like it. You didn't even send 50 people, and you left out of there, and you came back thinking you were heroes or talking like you were and that you learned everything, and everything's fine. Next Let's go on ahead and ask the FCC to expand these privileges. You know, that's the next model. Guys, remember what your role in this is. Your role is, I pay my money, I'm a member, I support the league. You help keep people in their positions there. You help pay these people. You think you have a lot of influence, and maybe you do in terms of keeping these people in place. Some people are just volunteering. The ones out here representing you. And I've said too much. I've said too much. Your money does not entitle you to the vote to change the direction of the model of the league. Period. That's what's up. That's what's up. That's the end. What you do now, you pay your money or you don't. And what they go and do and what changes happen on our behalf for good or bad... They happen under their own direction, their board of directors and their own model. That's it. That's it. You want to say something, say something to them or vote with your money, but that's what it is to me. Oh, Lord. There have been, speaking of upgrades... And getting a different license and doing well. If you go to 100 com, you can let us know when you get your upgrade. We have a couple this weekend to report, or this week to report. Steven, Kilo Echo 5, United Radio Golf has upgraded. Congratulations to Steven. And William, Kilo Bravo 3, Juliet, Kilo Sierra. Now, I imagine they have gone from technician to general. They didn't tell me. But their call signs are changing. I guess they could be getting vanity signs. But congratulations to Stephen and William for preparing, studying, and passing. Great job. Go to 100WattsAndAWire.com to let us know when you upgrade. Thanks so much for going over to the 100WattsAndAWire YouTube channel. We've started to put some videos up there. I was collecting them. They were were kind of uh, in need of a place. Uh, so do a search for 100 Watts and Wire on YouTube. If you want to see some video extras over the weekend, I noticed a 20-meter uh, line had galloped and sh- kind of pulled itself free of the insulator and was hanging down. My SWR was uh, relatively high for what that antenna is for a monoband, and the signal was low. So I went out there, and I videoed a little bit for you so you can see that on our YouTube channel Came in and tested it, made a contact. That video is also there. We'll do some builds, uh, some activations. It's 100 watts and a wire video extras over at YouTube. Finally, don't forget about, uh, and subscribe to that. You can subscribe to that and also get yourself uh, the notifications. There's a little button there you push, and it'll let you know when there's a new video. You don't have to keep searching back and forth. You'll know when to go. Also, the sustaining member benefit great companies like Chameleon Antennas. Man, hitting Italy and France with 60 watts or less was a thrill during the contest. Loved it. Uh, MFJ, Radio Waves, BioNO Power, Power Film Solar, NI4L antennas. They're all participating businesses when you become a sustaining member you basically give me $25 support the show it helps the development and production of the show it helps the company if you buy from them and you get a discount it's that easy look for that on the donate page on 100 watts and a wire alright I've said too much I hope it made some sense if not Welcome to 100 Watts and Wire. This is just a guy living the life of an amateur radio operator. I don't know everything. I don't pretend to. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But you're going to get my perspective here. It's my perspective. It's my understanding. It's kind of where I'm at. Good luck to you. Stay out of trouble this week, will you, huh? We'll see you on the net on Thursday. We had a great week Last week, the band was kind to us on 40 and 75 meter phone. Over 90 contacts, 90 check-ins. So we appreciate you. It's not all about the numbers. In fact, I enjoy digging out the weaker signals. Sometimes we have to band together the net controls to dig somebody out. That's good. It feels good to dig somebody out. I, I want them to do that. So if they hear them, We work you. We will get you, and we will pull you out. Have a great week. We'll catch up with you next time. Take care of yourself and take care of your family. And by all means, if you can, please try and stay above the noise. To join the 100 Watts in a Wire community, visit 100WattsAndAWire.com.